welcome to In the Making. And I'm your host, James Ray. Have you ever thought about where you're going? How are you going to get there? In today's segment, we're going to talk about where am I going? It's a question that so many people have asked and are asking and will ask throughout the course of life. A lot of times we go different places or obtain certain careers and go to certain colleges, do certain things because of what our parents did. Sometimes it's the influence of our friends. And many times it's just that it's our own personal decision. And sometimes we'll come through the crossroads of life sometime and ask ourselves, where am I going exactly? Where am I heading? So in today's segment, we want to um, talk a little bit about that segment as it relates to the plan and the will, the purpose of God for your life. Today's scripture comes from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. And it reads, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. In the course even of the history of scripture, some of God's greatest, uh, if not leaders, the instruments that he he's used have often, if not outwardly, we see in their life have, have really had the question, where am I going? Remember Jonah, the prophet of God, God sent him to talk and warn Nineveh of their impending judgment if they did not repent. And they had been a thorn in the side of God's people for so long. And Jonah, being one of those, did not really want Nineveh to repent. He wanted God to destroy him. And so God sends Jonah to give a message to Nineveh to repent. And Jonah does everything back but that. He goes in uh, opposite direction. He he finds himself going down, down, down. If you read the scripture, far from the very presence of God and from the direction and will that God sent for or had for his life. And I imagine that as Jonah found himself in the sea, in the belly of the whale, I, I imagine in my mind, Jonah asking, where, where is my life headed? Where am I going? And if we would be honest, sometimes in our life, we have that same question, where am I going? And many a times it's because that we have failed to heed the word of God. Now, don't get me wrong. People have, have, um, done good things in their life. They prospered and all these things. But, you know, the scripture tells us plainly that even the wicked and their vices and their ways will, will come to nothing. It will be destroyed. Uh, it tells us to fret not thyself because of evildoers in the way, because they shall soon be cut off. So prosperity in this life is, is just a passing in the wind. What matters most is our relationship and our purpose in the will of God. So one of the first things that we want to do is really be honest. We want to be honest with ourselves. 
because a lot of times what we will do is brush over the fact that we have certain needs or certain uh, insufficiencies in our life and we won't deal with those. Or we will have the question, okay, what's next? Should I turn to God? We just need to be honest with ourselves. And the real honesty, the real truth that we need to address is our relationship with God. When we're in bad moments or bad situations, bad thoughts, when we're making bad decisions or when we don't know decisions that we should make, the reality is that we need to be honest with ourselves and say, look, I don't have it going on like I thought I had it going on. What I really need to do is trust God and seek him. So first, we need to be honest. The second thing that we need to do is that we, we need to be humble. We just addressed that. Humility says that I, I can't do it. I can't do it. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Anytime that we think that we, we got it going on, to me, God will just throw his hands back and just say, okay, go ahead. Have at it. Let's see how you can do it. Let's see how it works when you do it. And the enemy will, will have us think that we're doing okay. We're, we're, he's along for the ride as we're going, and it seems like everything is prospering, and, and everything looks so good, and we made the right decision until it looks like we haven't. And we'll come to a crossroad. And the good thing about God is that at, at certain intervals of our lives, he will place the path for us to go. Isn't that good about God? Sometimes in life, as we make this journey, he'll, he'll place a path so clear for us to go. Sometimes we still won't go on that path, but God places it there. That's what Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6 says. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path or make your path straight or plain. And it means that God does not give up on us, even though our heart is set on doing our own thing. Because eventually, if we really seek God and we're really humble to that fact, then what will happen is that God will allow through our heart to bring to pass the will and the plan that he has for our, our lives. And that brings me for, to the third part. Not only should we be honest with ourselves and not only should we be humble enough to understand that we can't do this thing and, and humbly submit to the will and the purpose and the plan that God has for our life, but we need to hear. What am I hearing? I'm hearing and I'm listening for the instruction and the word the will and the plan of God. Well, how do I know if I hear God? Well, before we really come to know God, before we really come to study scripture, we really hear God in a variety of ways. Sometimes it's, it's the preacher or the teacher. Sometimes it's, it's through a, a friend or, or whoever, whatever kind of messenger God may send you away. But as we grow more in the word of God, 
It's the Holy Spirit who speaks in us. And it's the word that we read because then what we do is we apply scripture to our lives and scripture directs the course that we are to run. It, it directs the actions that we are to display when we're confronted with different things. In the Old Testament, in the book of De Deuteronomy, the word used was Shema. Shema means to hear as to obey. So when we're hearing, we're really saying that we want to obey the instruction of God. Let's go back to the theme scripture for today. In Proverbs 16 and 9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. If we would be honest, there's a lot of, a lot of times in our life when we have done our heart's desire, and we always hear in the, word, in the world, it tells us to follow your heart. Listen to your heart. And sometimes that's good, but a lot of times it's not. Because the reality is the heart is still part of uh, that part of us that can be unregenerate. As a matter of fact, uh, Jeremiah tells us this. He says that the heart is uh, desperately wicked above all else. Who can know it? So we, even ourselves, we don't know really our own heart. We don't really know the the evil that can exist in our own self. We don't really know sometimes when we're going to, when we're confronted with things, when different situations come, we really don't know how we would respond. But part of our teaching, our upbringing has, has, has made an influence in how we react. And mostly as we come to know God through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, it helps to regulate how we respond in accord with the will of God. Here is what uh, Proverbs 16 and 9 uh, kind of tells us. If we uh, could go over a few other scriptures uh, that lead to that, it'll kind of break down the fact of what that really means. In Proverbs 19, 21, it says this, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. What it basically says is that we can have our own plans and our own dreams. And it might seem like those things are going well. But the reality is, if we have not sought the wise counsel of God, um, through wise men or through the word of God, the will of God, the reality is, is those things may fail. Eventually, what really matters is the will and the plan and the purpose of God. It doesn't mean that you won't do well in life. It doesn't mean that you won't make a lot of money or have good business ventures. But the reality is that we can have a lot of things that we desire and a lot of course uh, through the course of life, uh, the ways that we want to go. But the truth is that we need to have wise counsel from the Lord in order to direct our steps and to go in a way that's more favorable for our lives. Again, if we look at uh, Proverbs 16 and 20, and 25, he says this, he who heeds the word wisely will find good, 
and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Now, isn't that good? Isn't that wise counsel? There's a lot of things, a lot of people make good money, have good positions, but we don't really see the pressures and the stress of their life. And we may see people enjoying vacations and enjoying fine homes and nice things. And, and don't get me wrong, those things are good. They're works of our labor. They're the fruit of our labor. But the reality is you don't always know the pressure of a man because of the things that he has. Because when more things comes more pressure, comes more responsibility. When it comes to the word of God and what God gives to us and for us, it's he says it like this, that, that uh, uh, when we have more responsibility, then there are more uh, pressures. To whom much is given, much is required. So just because you see people that have it going on, sometimes they don't have it going on. But the person who seeks the word of God and the will of God finds good and he trusts in God and he's happy. Wouldn't you rather be happy at peace? The Bible says that he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. When we go about trying to do the will of God and just resting in God and the power of God and seeking God's word and seeking his wise counsel, we'll find ourselves in many more happy places than if we didn't follow God. And then let's end it on this. In Proverbs 16 and 25, he says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. We can chart our life as we want, as we please. And most of what this talks about is a person who does not have God in his plan at all. And eventually what that leads to is death. We as believers, we'll chart our own plan, but eventually, hopefully, prayerfully, through the will of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, through wise counsel, we'll get back on the path that God has for us. But a person who does not know God is on a path of destruction, a path of death. Even as a believer, when we veer off the path of God, the will of God, when we fail to be honest with ourselves, when we fail to humble to the word of God and the will of God, when we fail to hear as in obey the instructions of God, it can be death to our spirit. Have you ever, as a, as a believer, said something or, or done something, and it does something that it puts a damper on your spirit because you, you know that you shouldn't have reacted that way or you shouldn't have, have, have res, uh, responded that way or you shouldn't have said that or did that? Now, it doesn't say that you're held hostage by guilt because that's what part of what the redemption power of the blood of Jesus did for us. We can go back to God boldly, to the throne of grace, uh, to uh, 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 find mercy, to obtain grace, to obtain grace, to find mercy, to help us in that time of need. And so we don't have to be bound by that guilt or that shame. But it does not mean that when we venture off of the course or the will or the plan of God for our lives to walk in his word. It does not mean that 
we won't experience some of those dampers and some of that, the death to our spirits. But for the unbeliever, the one who does not, not know God, death is, is even more. Death is not only not experiencing the presence of God, not experiencing the peace of God, not experiencing the love of God, the power of God, the forgiveness of God, the gentleness and the goodness of God. It's far different from anything that you can experience in this world. But the true reality, even in all of that, God wants us to experience and experience him. But when this life is over, those who don't know God will experience death, never to live again. Scripture says in John 10, 10, that the, that the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I've come that they may have life and life more abundantly. Not only does he give us an inheritance of eternal life to live with God forever, to reign with him, but he gives us opportunity even in this world to have life, to have joy, to have peace, to be comforted, to experience his presence and his goodness, to, to feel the joy, the goodness of walking in the power of his directed steps. Our heart can plan our ways. But the Lord directs our steps. And when we follow the will of God, it doesn't matter what we have to go through. God will keep our heart. He'll give us a peace that passes understanding. He'll give us joy that's unspeakable. Question, where am I going? If you know, if you've already made up in your mind that you don't need any Wisdom, if you don't need any wise counsel, if you don't need any direction from God, then I'm not afraid that uh, where you're going is not a place that you, you're going to be happy with. And even as believers, it's okay that we can have an honest assessment sometimes to find out where exactly am I headed at this moment? Why did I make that decision? When I make that decision, what are the consequences? Where am I going? My heart, my head, my mind made that choice, planned that way. But I want to be honest with myself. I want to humble myself. And I want to hear from God that he might direct my steps. We're glad today for the word of God, the power of God, the peace of God. My brothers, my sisters, to any who are listening, it is not just emotional, but it's compassion that urges me to tell you and to ask you to continually ask yourself the question, 
Where am I going? Remember, we talked about Jonah. There was the prophet, even Elijah, where Elijah had done great things for God. And he had come up against Jezebel, and Jezebel wanted to kill him. And Elijah went and hid in a cave. That's a question. God asked him, what are you doing here, Elijah? But the question we're asking today, where am I going? Elijah, where are you going? Why are you there? Why are you in the cave? If God has done all these other things, even though Jezebel is after you, if God has put words and messages in your heart and in your spirit, and if God has delivered you time and time again, why are you here? Why did you go here? I didn't tell you to go there. What about Paul? Paul was a, a destroyer of the Christian faith. He had people murdered because they were Christians. It went a bit against the very thing that Paul believed. But then God found Paul on Damascus Road. And Paul questioned God himself. Who are you, Lord? Basically, when, when God stopped Paul on Damascus Road, God himself was asking Paul, Paul, where are you going? What are you doing? And many of us are on roads of destruction. Sometimes we don't even know. And God will send a messenger or a message and ask you, where are you going? What about Peter? Peter was a, one of the three who were closest to Jesus. But Peter had a temper. And when they came to get Jesus, he cut off the high priest, one of the high priest followers' ear, whose name was Malchus. And then when it came time for him to stand boldly, when they were accusing Christ, he said, I, I don't know who he is. Peter, where are you going? Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Surely, if they come for you, I will be there to fight for you. It's, are you sure that you have to die? No, we're going to fight for you. Get behind me, Satan, is what Jesus says. Because you see the things of man and not the things of God. Where are you going, Peter? When your mind is so full of the things of the world and the things that you desire and what you desire and you don't see what I desire and what I desire for you, Peter. Where are you going? And I speak to you today that we have so many desires for ourselves desires for others and, and those things are, are are good they're okay because we want our children to succeed uh, many of us have planned uh, and have college funds set up for them uh, and those things are good but when we plan our way and we leave no room for God to direct our steps our, our way can't really be prosperous. We can have good things, 
We can have good times. We can have good moments. We can have good experiences. We can even prosper to the umph degree when it comes to financial and material things. But when you don't have God in your life, the question resounds, where are you going? All of us need direction. Every now and then, every person needs direction and the wise counsel of God. And we will find ourselves sometime walking in or into dark places and spaces and moments and seasons of life. But God's word says, his word is a light lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. Thank you today. This is In The Moment, In The Making. And I'm your host, James Ray. Be blessed today.